PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Howdy, everybody. Welcome into the one and only RockyMountainATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and REP Suspension. Thank you for downloading this episode, and thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it over here. So, yeah, it's supposed to be Steve Mathis this week, but you're stuck with me again. <laughs> uh, if you guys listen to the Pulp Show this week, of course, we are supposed to be in Life Swap right now as we speak, but as you know, Steve and I suck, and so we are back <laughs> home and uh, doing our normal jobs here and uh, so I guess we're going to have to do this show. We're going to do this podcast. Steve wasn't going to do this show. He was going to do something else. But this was on the list to do when I got back. So why not do it this week? Uh, this is living with the 2023 Yamaha YZ450F. And all the things that I encountered and have felt and have gone through uh, the experiences that I have lived with for the 72 hours that I have put on this bike. So I received this bike late, uh, I would say probably right around Thanksgiving time, early December. And we have managed to put 72 hours on this machine. So uh, we've had a great winter in Southern California. So lots of these hours have been logged in are on our desert tracks here close to the house. Deep sand, hard pack, just a wide mixture of and variety of terrain. Uh, I will say that I think I have put more, uh, a heavier load on this bike versus just riding it at the local track. So uh, the tracks that we have here is, man, it's, it's a really demanding track. And it drags the motor down. So there is a lot of wear and tear on this 72-hour YZ450F. But we're going to talk about all of that and what you guys should be looking for right here on this show. So first things first, let's pay some bills. RockyMountAtvMC.com is the one and only one-stop shop for you guys out there right now. You guys need some parts, accessories, Gear for dirt bikes, whatever it is, go to KieferIncTesting.com. Click on the banner. There's an RMATVMC banner, the only banner on my website. And that reboots you back over to their site, and then it gives us a slice of what you guys are purchasing, and it really does help us out. So trust me on that, and uh, we really appreciate you guys doing that. They're a great company. They always have stuff in stock, and if they don't, they really kick ass about getting the stuff to you in a timely manner. So I appreciate that. And if you guys want to look good, you can go to fxrracing.com. KKMX35 is the 35% discount code for the Kiefer Inc. testing listeners. So you can go do that. And uh, there's a lot of new gear out over there on the FXR website. And they're in stock. Holy shit, we're actually having gear in stock now. That's a miracle. So that is nice. And if you're a lady... I have a special code for you, uh, little groms, little lady groms out there. If you want to get dressed up and look cute, that's what that's what women say. They, I want to look cute when I ride. So FXR has a ton of stuff for you ladies out there to look cute, and I have a special code that is better than the guys. So hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and I will get you that code. And if you maybe want your suspension done on your YZ450F, we're going to talk about Mark and the guys over at REP. they done a spec for me. And I want to say the word shocked, but I'm not shocked because they did a great job. I'm just shocked because I'm used to running other suspension companies on my Yamahas and with KYB stuff. But Mark and the guys have a great setting for the 2023 YZ450F. And if you want 100 bucks off of your revalve, use the KKREP code. Send your stuff in, and those guys will 
absolutely crush, kill your suspension, man. You guys will be really shocked and surprised of how well your YZ can handle once you send your stuff over to Mark. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that on this show right now. But great guys over there at REP, and uh, check them out and use that code on anything. WP-related, KYB, Showa, they do it all over there. Power Motorsports Works Connection Lit Pro. Right now in the month of April, there's a 100-lap challenge that Aiden and I are doing. So hopefully you guys are out doing it as well. I've seen a couple of the emails come through my um, Chris at KieferIncTesting.com account. And you guys are out there hauling ass and putting the laps in. You're going to get a free T-shirt from LitPro if you complete 100 laps. And Chris Kiefer, me, Kiefer Inc. will send you a free shirt as well if you send me the proof that you have put your 100 laps in and you subscribe to LitPro. So that is a very cool deal that's going on right now. I think I have 74 laps logged in. Uh, the downside is for me on the LitPro is I can't use it on confidential testing. So some of the stuff that I've been doing, I can't use the Lit Pro. So today I used it. I was at Glen Helen today, and I used it. So we'll get 100 laps in by the end of the week. And uh, I think I'm 162 on the leaderboard. That's unacceptable. Horrible. But you guys out there should be using it. Check them out, litpro.com. Blood Lubricants, 6D Helmets, International Vet Motocross Association. This weekend, Fernley, Nevada. Tyler Intiknaps track, cool track. Hangtown, 29th and 30th. Go race with IVMX. And use Dunlop, Dunlop Motorsports, Pro Taper, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Decal Works, Alpine Stars, Oakley, and Polysport Plastics. New to the show. If you guys want to get some plastic, hit me up, and I'll try to get you a code and get you uh, looking fresh on some new plastic. I just ordered eight and some green plastic, and it went on really well. Fits nice, so... Thank you to the guys over at Polysport. Okay, so, um, yeah, before we kick off the show about the Yamaha, so a little quick uh, recap of the Pulp show on Monday night. Yes, we were going to do live swap. Steve was going to come in the show and live my life for the whole week. So I had my whole week planned out for him. Uh, today was a Glen Helen fuel efficiency test. So some of you guys always, uh, not always, but some of you hit me up and say, hey, Kiefer, what the hell is your week like? So here was my week laid out for Steve. Uh, it was a fuel efficiency test with Jamie at Twisted, uh, one of the off-road teams that Jamie helps. Uh, they ride Hondas, and they needed to get some more accurate fuel efficiency in their races, and they're using Vortex ECU. So my job was to run uh, two tanks full of fuel to see how much or how many miles uh, that tank can go with the ECU map that Jamie has created. Granted, the IMS tanks are, I think, 3.2 gallons, 3.1. So uh, he would basically have to burn six gallons of gas, which is what I did. So that is crazy. And uh, he would have to come do this show. Maybe not this one, but a show. Wednesday, I, would, I threw him a bone and uh, had him lined up a Husqvarna e-bike bicycle test over in Greer, which is in Temecula, California. Then he was going to go walk around the new KTM and Husqvarna race shops and just kind of browse around because he doesn't get down here enough to really check some of those things out. So I feel like Wednesday was more of a day off, more fun thing for him. I threw him a bone. was really nice to him. Thursday, he had a triple clamp test on his Yamaha. So not too difficult, but nonetheless, he would have to be riding. And that would have took up until maybe 2 p.m. or so. Uh, Friday was his off day, so he would have to do a show, answer more emails, and then type about the triple clamp test and uh, figure out all the findings that he um, he rode with on Thursday and give that to you guys over on keyforinktesting.com. And then Saturday, Sunday was the Cow Classic here in Southern California. Uh, it's one of the major amateur races that we have out here, and he was going to be with Aiden all weekend. So... That was Steve's week, and then, of course, Monday morning, Monday afternoon, he would have drove up with Heather and Aiden, and then we would have did the Pulp Show and blah, blah, blah. So that was Steve's week, but that is gone. I will say this. Yesterday when we walked in, and the only reason I'm talking about this on the show is because I got a shit ton of tweets today and, and emails about this, so I wanted to address this. It wasn't like we just bounced out and said, ah, screw it, I'm out. There was some things that arose uh, with Heather 
Also, my dad, uh, we didn't get into this on the show because, you know, Steve doesn't really want to talk about all that kind of stuff. He wants to move the show along. But my dad's been pretty sick, and I've uh, been kind of stressed out a little bit about leaving or just not being around if I was going to Atlanta. Uh, so that wasn't the defining factor, but that was one of them. So, uh, And then when I got there, Steve wasn't obviously ready to go. He wasn't too pumped. He just got back from vacation. His his brother just left, so he's been on the go, and the timing was shit. Look it. The timing is never going to be great. I understand that. So I really do want to do this, and as grown-ass men, we're for, in our 40s. It seems kind of weird and quirky, but it will make for some great content, I feel like, and uh, he can get a taste of what I do, and I can get a taste of what he does. I have never doubted how much the guy works. The guy kicks ass. He works hard. Uh, he sets a great example for me. I do a lot of stuff for Pulp. Uh, but I've been around, I don't know, the last 10 years or so, a couple guys that have really taught me work ethic besides my dad. Uh, Chris Dennison at Dirt Rider. And then Steve has also been a great mentor for me to learn about work ethic and how much you have to hustle to make money in the sport. So uh, the issue wasn't me thinking he was a lazy piece of shit. It was more on the other side that I had to prove that I wasn't a lazy piece of shit and I do more than just ride dirt bikes. So <laughs> hopefully we get to that at some point. I am, uh, since we already had the plane ticket for me to go to the ATL, uh, we're going to use that plane ticket for me to go to an outdoor national. So maybe we can do it at that time, but I don't even want to say it because uh, I've already screwed the pooch twice on this whole thing. We've We tried to do this twice and we failed, so... Uh, so yeah, so that's where we're at. I wanted to lead off with the little bit of a conversation about that before we got into this YZ450. So uh, there is a lot of YZ450F content on my website, and you guys may think, well, what the hell are you doing all that stuff for the Yamaha? You've had so much Yamaha content. Yes, it's a new bike. Most of the time when a new bike comes out, there's going to be a lot of new content, a lot of just content period up on my website for you guys out there to get to know the bike to know which direction to go what parts to use etc so again 72 hours on this bike um it's a little rough this doesn't look as pretty as it once did i would say it looks like uh a raise machine times two so yeah you can already imagine what that looks like uh but it's been a reliable machine it has not shit the bed it hasn't grenaded all of these these rumors and these emails that i get hey have you heard about this have you heard about the rods going bad have you heard about this look there's always going to have some anomalies out there that things just happen i had a rod go through the case on my 2021 yz450 almost killed myself uh, i learned that there was a heat treatment problem with some of those rods that were uh, on the 450 side in 2021 so uh, no one told me. I found out on my own. And, well, I shouldn't say that. Let me take a step back. A lot of you did tell me through email, say, Chris, I grenaded my 2021 YZ450F. Have you had any problems? And I say, no, man, I haven't. I'm only going to give you my experiences. I'm not going to lie to you. If I have broken something, I will tell you. Maybe I will not blast it out into my show and say, what the F, man, I blew up a bike, Yamaha, blah, blah, blah. But if you contact me, we will have a grown adult conversation about it through email, and you will know the facts. So uh, I'm here to tell you guys the truth and hopefully point you in the right direction. But I get a lot of those emails on this bike and saying, oh, I've heard this, I don't want to buy it. Should I buy it because I heard it's doing this. My buddy had one and it did this, or the dealership didn't put this on there and so I've been getting a lot of emails about having some oxidized areas on the frame, and I didn't really notice it. And I went to my frame, and I noticed a little bit, like some black soot where the welds are or whatever. But I simply, when I wash my bike, I have a Scotch-Brite and some simple green, and those areas go away. I've never really had problems with welds. So for me, you know, those guys go to the dealership, and I understand you guys pay $10,000 for your bike, but... Some of these blemishes that come up on these frames, which I've had on other manufacturers, that are just part of the process when welding. Some welds are better than others. I've had shitty welds on some production bites. Uh, uh, I know a Honda two, three years ago, my welds weren't looking very pretty. But for me, 
I've had no major catastrophes yet on my media bike. I've had I actually purchased a, another YZ450F for you guys out there saying, "Oh, Kiefer, you suck. You get free shit." I actually do buy motorcycles, even though I get free test bikes that I have to give back at the end of the year. Um, my brand new bike that I purchased through Power Motorsports, uh, my countershaft seal was popped out a little bit, and about 1.2 hours into my break-in period, I noticed oil all over my boot, and the countershaft seal was put in wrong. So we had to redo that. But past that, I've had no really, really bad failures. So we've had some problems, which we'll talk about in the show, but... Nothing where it's going to deter me from purchasing this motorcycle. Uh, another question that I get asked a lot is, why do you always race a Yamaha? Look at, just like I said on the top of the show, if it's a new bike, I want to race it. But previous to this 2023, the Yamaha was the easiest for me to go fast on at races. With other bikes, I have to do a shit ton of work to it to allow myself to go fast. And that's just me. I'm not saying it's for everybody, but for me, the Yamaha was the easiest to hop on and go fast. I don't have to do much to it. My job as a test guy is to do a whole bunch of stuff to bikes and let you guys know about it. So when I do get to race on my own time, I don't really like to screw with stuff. I just want to go race and have a good time. So that is why I normally race a Yamaha YZ450F. I would happily switch colors Yamaha doesn't pay me. No manufacturers pay me. So uh, it's a testament to Yamaha because that's how good the product is for me. Uh, next year, what we hear is Kawasaki is going to have a new 450. If I think it's as good as it's going to be, I will race that. It's just not easy for me to hop on a bike and go fast. It's easy for me to go switch bikes you know, two, three bikes a day and, and ride it and give you feedback. That's what I've been doing for the past 20 or so years. But to hang it out and race, especially if I'm going to race the young kids, it's it's tough for me to do it on other bikes besides the Yamaha. So that is my straight-up honest truth of why I race a Yamaha. I just hear a lot of things like, hey, Kiefer gets paid, uh, da, 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 da. No, there's nothing. Like, honestly, no one pays me. I wish they did. I'd be making more money, but. It's just something that I like, and I choose to buy that product because it works. Okay, so what has been going on with my media test bike, YZ450F, for 72 hours? Here's what I have done to it and what's on it right now. I have gone through three different suspension companies. I've been through Enzo, I've been through REP, and I've been... I help KYB at times test some things, so obviously that is on the table for you guys. But um, I've been through different types of suspension, obviously stock as well. Um, currently, mufflers that I have tried, Akrapovich and FMF, and I'm using Pro Taper bars with Renthal full waffle grips cut um, down on the on the top, so four ribs or bars or on the waffle, I cut those down. I like that feel, so that's what I've been using. Um, X-Trig clamps, I've tried that. I've tried different offsets. We're going to talk about that. And basically, that is all I've done on the outside. I have have I have tried Get ECU, which will be available to you guys here shortly, which is simply amazing. I have not tried a Vortex yet because Richard over there in Vortex land in Australia hasn't have doesn't have one for us to to purchase or try or or anything. I think Star Racing Yamaha is the only one that has that access. And I still think they're using older Vortex boxes and just redoing the firmware and the hardware inside to compensate for their 23YZ450F. So they have a lot of guys over there that are smarter than I am, so I'm sure that's what they're doing. But the ECU does make a big difference. Now, the Yamaha Power Tuner app... Sure, you can get a, a smoother roll-on throttle. You can get a little bit more top-end, but you're still in a box. The box is fairly small with the Yamaha Power Tuner app, although it does work and you will be able to feel it. Don't ask me, and this is Travis Preston's fault. He said something on the Pulp Show. He's like, oh, we can make the 450 or 350. No, you can't. 
please do not email me anymore about how do I make my YZ450 a 350. Uh, you can't do it. It's 100 cc's less. I've ridden a shit ton of 350s. You cannot make your 2023 YZ450F like a KTM 350. You can't do it. It, it won't be that slow. You will not have that delivery. If you do slow it down, and you can, you can go all minuses, you can go all pluses on your fuel and your ignition, you will not blow up your bike. They give you a parameter to work with to make sure that us idiots out there can't screw this thing up. So you can dumb it down as much as you can, but it will not run right. It will run super rich. Uh, it'll make your bike feel heavy. It won't be clean. So you simply can't make your 350 or your 450 like a 350. You can't do it. So don't don't email me. Don't ask me. Now, that box is wider when it comes to a Get or Vortex. You have that different ECU. Those parameters are wider. And then you can really tune in and dial in your, your engine character that you want. You still can't make it a 350. Okay? If you want a 350, buy a 350. You KTM people, you want your bike to... F I had a Yamaha, Kiefer. I'm on a KTM now, but I, I'm missing that Yamaha feel. Yeah. It's not a Yamaha. So if you want a Yamaha feel, go back to a Yamaha. You can put KYBs on a KTM. It still ain't going to feel like a Yamaha. You still got a steel chassis. You got a whole different motorcycle. So for me, stop it. Relax. You got a YZ450F. Let's work with what we got. And I'm here to help you out with that. Um, some problems that I have encountered on the YZ450. Yes. If you go back to some of um, my new pods, we'll talk about you. I was, you can hear me talking about the clutch, and it's okay. The clutch seems to be fine or better. Well, that was the case in about first 15 to 20 hours on this bike. I. I had no problems, and it was like, yes, awesome. It's going to be great because on the 22YZ, I could go only 10 hours on a clutch before it was fried. Well, it's tough. If you guys aren't clutch abusers, um, there's a guy, Sean Moffenbeyer. He's a professional in Canada. He comes up and trains with Aiden and I, and he has no problems with his clutch. He can go a long time with his clutch. I can't. Um, I still think with this new style clutch, that single spring that they use is too soft, and I burn up my clutches real quick. So I, I've been riding deeper conditions like I talked about on the first part of the show. I have put a new clutch pack in, which is fibers and, and steels, and I've smoked it in two and a half hours on a sand track. Again, I try to ride in third gear a lot. I don't downshift a second when maybe I should, but everyone rides differently, right? And I like to stay in third gear, so I fan the clutch a little bit, slip it on the way out to keep the R's up. That's pretty tough on a clutch system. Well, this new 23, I think, is a little bit behind the KTM in the clutch world because I can go almost 30 hours on a KTM clutch and I cannot do this with the similar style KTM clutch that's in this YZ450. You guys are out there were freaking out on me. It's like, where do I get clutches? Yamaha doesn't have them. And I looked on Rocky Mountain today before I started this podcast. And they do have steels. They don't have fibers. So Henson has OEM replacement clutch pack for you. Okay? So if you need plates, head over to Henson. I've been working with Ron and the guys over there. Uh, in the past two months or so on, on clutch baskets, pressure plates, inners, uh, clutch fibers, uh, materials. A-Ray also was helping him when he was uh, riding. He's, he's not riding right now because he's hurt. So currently I have a full Henson basket system in my media test bike, and it's been way, way better. Now, does that mean you need to go buy a full basket um, inner you know, and pressure plate? No, but it does increase your life. It does help the lever engagement. And for me, just the plates alone that Henson is using 
helps life a little bit. But at least you can go get plates instead of going, well, I'm screwed now. I can't get plates. Um, Kiefer told me that I can run KTM plates, but I can't give you the part numbers because I don't have them yet. So, yes, there is a KTM clutch plate that works with your Yamaha, but I don't have that information yet. I will soon, but you really don't need that. You can just go to Hinson and get the OEM pack and then put that back in your bike and live happily ever after. So when Hinson decides to introduce their clutch system, which is the basket pressure plate and your inner hub, it is a lot better than what the stock system is. It will last a longer time. I've tried a nine-plate system. That's what I was running here in the winter in the sand tracks. And for me, man, it's a huge difference. I really enjoy a, a, a nine-plate system. It's better at the lever. It's not as on-off feeling. Um, I get a little bit more rear-wheel traction. I got a longer life out of the clutch. So if you are a clutch abuser, Henson will or does have a nine-plate system that I would recommend to you guys. That's what I would put in my YZ450F if I purchased it. And that's probably what I'll put in my bike that I purchased myself. So the nine-plate system. Now, you don't need the Henson basket to put the nine-plate system in. You can run your current stock OEM setup and put the nine-plate system in, and you can live your life, and, and it's better. Um, you won't get the full advantage of the basket because it does flow more oil. Um, there's a lot of extra advantage with the whole basket, inner hub, and the pressure plate. Um, more oil flow, longer life, doesn't fade as much on you when you're riding, so there are advantages to that. But simply putting the nine-plate system in your stock basket works wonders as well. So uh, don't quote me on this. I think it's available now. I think they have those now, and I know they have the OEM replacement parts, but I think they have the nine-plate system that you can put in your, your OEM basket. So Yamaha has a little bit of work to do on their clutch to make it as good as a KTM. I do not know if they're going to a hydraulic system stock. I know we can get that through GYTR, right, which I have tried. Still not a huge fan of. I'd rather have a cable-actuated clutch feel. Um, but I would, I would gander to say that they're going to go that direction here within a year or two. They're just going to have a hydraulic system. I just think that's, that's what they're going to do because that's where the market is going. And I think that's what people want or they think they want. And so I think that we'll, we'll see that here on maybe the 24 or 25. I don't have any insight. Yes. Travis Preston is my friend. We do not talk about anything, uh, confidential related here at the house, basically <laughs> never. Um, you know, I poke and prod a little bit and make fun, but I don't. I don't do that just because I know the system. I know how it works. He's not asking me. I'm not asking him. And if I do have a problem like the clutch, we will talk about that, and he will kind of tell me what he thinks. But as of right now, that's the direction I would go with the clutch. If you are having clutch problems, I have a big problem with the seat shape. I've never had to run a chamois in my life. But the shape of this Yamaha seat, oh, my God. You just put the Alex Ray drop. It is in my ass. Like, it fucks me up. Like, it Fs me up bad. So it bruises my bones. It gives me monkey butt. So Andy at Guts is going to make a different seat shape with this foam and hopefully a little bit more, a little bit wider and squarer. So it's not so roundish and narrow in the middle of the seat. And I think that's what's doing it for me. So to get rid of that, um, my tip is I wear a chamois short, like a bicycle short. And yes, it's not optimal, but I still wear my asterisk zero G pant or a Liat pant, knee brace pant, which is it folds over my knee brace. Yes, I'm wearing knee braces. That's a whole nother conversation. Don't. Don't say that to me. Don't email me about pads and braces, please. So I'm kind of doubling up, but it does help my monkey butt, and it will help yours. So just give yourself a little extra padding if it is hurting your butt a little bit to ride that YZ450F. Um, okay, so 
Let's talk about mufflers. So you guys have hard-ons for mufflers. I understand it. The stock system is great. Lots of low-end character. Uh, pulling power is very nice out of corner. You're not going to find another muffler aftermarket, okay, aftermarket muffler that has more R- low-end RPM response than the stock one does. At times, it's a little bit herky-jerky in the corner, not as bad as the 22, but still a little bit herky-jerky, and I don't really notice it until I come back to the stock system when I've been on an aftermarket system. An aftermarket system, and I'm talking about the Akrapovich or the FMF because that's what I've tried, kills the snap a little bit off the bottom. So if you want to slow your 450 down or you want to make your bike a 350, (laughs) an aftermarket muffler will help you. It'll help kill a little bit of that touch, right? And it'll give you a broader low-end delivery and an engine character that's much easier to manage when you're rolling your corners. So which one do I like better? Because I can foresee that question happening. For me, if I had to choose right now, I would pick an Akrapovich, and I've paid for one. I just paid for a full system um, because of longevity and durability. The FMF is excellent. FMF will have this out shortly if it's not already out. Their full system, not the slip-on, okay? Their full system is really, really good. You get a broader, more linear feel down low, better mid-range pull, and slightly more top-end pulling power. Um, You actually can feel the difference. That's what I like when I'm trying to purchase a $1,000, $1,200 system FMF. And I want to be able to feel where my money's going. So it does help the character. It's just crazy to, to, to talk about like, hey, you're getting a slower bike and it's better. It's weird, but that's the case with the muffler. They're moving the power around to help you control that beast underneath you, right? That 450 is fast. That, this YZ450F, man, it is fast. It's too fast, honestly. Uh, if you went to a factory bike... Their bikes are not as touchy and snappy like our stock bikes. It's They can roll that throttle on sooner because it has a more linear feel, and uh, they just have a long spread of power. It's There's a lot there, but it's just spread in a long manner. We have ours a little bit shorter, which is more exciting. We're consumers. We want excitement. But uh, the Kropovich, man, it is... A smoother roll-on, similar to the FMF, but has more mid and top-end pull and a little bit more over-rev, and it's just a lot friendlier to manage than the stock system. So the downside to the Kropovich is it's expensive, probably $1,600, $1,700, which is crazy. Uh, it's a lot of money. So if you're looking for a little bit less money and a system that still kicks ass, FMF has done the job, but you will not get the longevity or durability out of the FMF as much as the Kropovich. So if you want to spend a little bit more money and get a longer life with your muffler packing, the Kropovich is way to go. If you can't find the Kropovich muffler, call Chad at XPR. He is an Akrapovich dealer. He can get you one. That's where I got mine. I paid for mine, and he can get it for you. And the guys over at Kropovich, they do a great job. It looks unbelievable. It's a sexy-looking muffler. Uh, the FMF looks awesome, too. I love that blue against the, the blue plastic. Um, it just gets a little bit more tattered than the Kropovich does. The Kropovich doesn't look as roached out at 15 hours as much as the FMF does. Uh, FMF has stickers. The Kropovich doesn't have the sticker anymore on the backside, so there's no worry about burning a sticker. Uh, their logo is lasered into the, the muffler, which is badass. Uh, so for me, uh, the way the head pipe and the mid pipe turn blue on the Kropovich is it's just sexy. It's awesome. It's, I love it. There's no. It's like finding a hot chick that you've never seen before, and you're like, damn, she looks good. That's what the Kropovich muffler does for me. I know it always relates back to a woman, but I'm sorry. That's where my mind goes. That's just where it does. I apologize if you're offended, but this is who I am. This is what I'm about. Heather walks out to the jacuzzi with a two-piece. Where do I look? I look at her boobs. That's what I'm about. So when I look at a head pipe and a mid pipe, I look and see what colors it is. I'm very superficial when it comes to looks. <laughs> when it comes to mufflers, I'm I'm so superficial. 
Hey, everybody. Now that you know I'm a superficial butthole, stay tuned for these commercials. Just relax, chill back, listen to them, get some discount codes, save yourself some money. We'll be right back with the 2023 YZ450F Living With Podcast. ScreenPrintingDone.com. My dream is the world's most powerful t-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t-shirts made? Yeah, Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. This is a t-shirt. You can get anything you want on that t-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like let's go, buddy, or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. ScreenPrintingDone.com. T-shirt printing business. Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free T-shirts. That's what I'm talking about! ScreenPrintingDone.com. I know it's tough sometimes, guys. What engine oil should I run? What weight? Synthetic or non-synthetic? It's tough. But you guys, I've been running blood lubricants for about two and a half years now. I've had great results. You guys are looking for some great oil. The Barracuda Blood Series 1040 is what we run in all of our test bikes here. Um, It's specifically formulated for the most brutal racing conditions on earth. Look, heat, high humidity, silt, mud, whatever you got, this Barracuda Blood 1040 can handle it. 1040 is a great weight for most motocross and off-road machines, even though maybe your uh, owner's manual says run 530 or 1050. To me, 1040 is a great weight. Check it out. Barracuda Blood Series. Um, it's been through Baja 1000, the 500, Mint 400, Vegas, Torino. All of our test bikes here. 100% synthetic oil. It's great stuff. Uh, you put it in, and I run about two and a half engine hours. I take it out, and man, it still comes out pretty damn clean. So, you can use the code Kiefer at checkout over at bloodlubricants.com. Save yourself 25% off a case of oil. They have all different kinds of stuff. They have suspension oils. They've got sprays, chain lubes, whatever it is for oil-related stuff for your off-road motorcycle. Check out bloodracing.com. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, Uh, Brake calipers, Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts, I mean, I help him as well, but he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar, but yet I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there. That actually flexes. So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend, and that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So protaper.com, they have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. You guys want to go check out the new 2023 Yamaha YZs? Thinking about buying one? Or maybe a two-stroke? The new YZ 450F is narrower, more compact, and lighter. It's built to do one thing, go faster. Don't worry, the old tried-and-true 2023 YZ250F, no changes for 2023, but still the great same shootout-winning 250F. And it's all over at Power Motorsports. Go check them out. Get your new Yamaha from the number one Yamaha dealership in the USA. The pros at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it here. That's right. The one and only Kiefer Tested Podcast. Call or text 503-769-8888 and ask for the power price. I don't even care where you're at in the USA. Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Just go visit them, powermotorsports.com, or hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over there at Power. 
and lets you go rip around on your new scooter. So fun. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and stupid. Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times. You can reach your full potential. And, of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris, at kieferinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times, get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text. Who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate, and uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LipProLive.com. You like to go ride? Are you over the age of 30 like myself? Well, guess what? There's an association where you can go racing and you have a great time. Five motos over the complete weekend. You can go to OldTimersMX.com, but they're going to change their name to International Vet Motocross Series. You can check them out here very soon, but several races... Over several months, all over the western United States. It's going to be a fun time. And let me tell you guys, I just went racing last week, and it is a great time. If you haven't been out racing in quite some time, and you're an older gentleman or a lady, they have plenty of classes for you. There's people out there that enjoy riding and racing dirt bikes just like yourself. But hey, you got to go do it. you got to go check them out. Right now, go to oldtimersmx.com. But again... We're going to change our name up to IVMX, International Vet Motocross Association. So go look for them. And if you have any questions about the series, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and we'll get you out there and having some fun and get some gate drops. We're back. Thanks for hanging tight. On with the show. Another little added feature you guys can do that I've done is a works connection lever and perch. Sure, the perch is nice. I like that. Um, the elite perch that Eric has over there at Works Connection. But the 18-865 lever, which is the Honda lever, has a different ratio than the stock YZ lever. I like that ratio because it's easier to do starts. The window of engagement is much easier, more linear, not as short as the stock Yamaha lever. So, uh. 18-865 is the lever. You can just put that lever on your YZ Elite Perch body. I'm pretty sure that all of the Elite Perches are the same and just the levers are matched in there. I could be wrong. But yes, the 18-865 lever, which is the black lever, which I like, um, goes into that YZ Elite Perch system. And that's what I've been running. I was running an ARC lever. But since they have gotten bought out, it's been kind of a nightmare to deal with. But they also make a great lever. It's a 26-millimeter ratio lever. That is great as well. Um, I've just been using um, Eric's Works Connection lever just because I like a fixed hard lever. I don't like a folding lever. And um, I like that ratio, which is a 26-millimeter pitch. Uh, Another thing that's kind of cool that I've learned the past few weeks is, yes, your 22-foot peg will fit a 23. The kicker is you have to have the foot peg mounts 
the foot peg springs, and the foot peg itself from a 22 to bolt onto your 23. So you want a little bit more room. Eric and I over at Works Connection, we created the minus 7 down, minus 5 back offset foot peg mounts for the 22 and older YZ450s and 250s. That will still work on your 23. And where that puts you is minus 5 back because originally I was told it was minus 5, minus 5 on the new bike. But then I've heard on the measurements that there is no minus 5 back on the 23. It's just minus 5 down. So you will be getting a little bit more down, which is minus 2 extra from the Works Connection offset mount. And then you'll be getting a minus 5 back. I have them on one of my test bikes here. I actually prefer it. It opens it up a little bit more, and I like it with the layout of the new cockpit and the flatter seat. So um, I do think um, the titanium, it looks bitching. It's a little bit expensive, but you use the code KEFER20. That'll save you some money. Um, I like an open cleat foot peg, so if you are getting an aftermarket foot peg, uh, there is a pro peg over there that you can buy at Works Connection or Raptor. Titanium, they make bitchin' pegs. Those are super expensive, but they're made awesome. And they give you a open cleat design or a bar in the middle. I prefer an open cleat so the mud can go right through. And they're super sharp, so yes, you will wreck the bottoms of your boot a little bit quicker, but you will be planted real good. So uh, those are my go-tos, open cleat, and you can run the Works Connection offset peg on your 23 as long as you got all of the 22 hardware and peg with you. Sykra has their new front number plate. I just picked it up. So if you like the stadium plate look and you're not a fan of the stock front number plate, um, Sykra does have their new stadium plate that's out that covers the lower fork triple clamp um, area, and it looks pretty nice, looks pretty racy. So you can put that on there. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the ECU, the GET system that Dan sent me. So I had it for about a couple weeks. He has since um, wanted it back for more testing to update it, which pisses me off because now he is like a drug dealer. He's gave me some crack. I like the crack, and now I can't get any crack because he took it back. Well, when it's ready, those that window, that box, that parameters I'm talking about, it really, really helps this Yamaha, man. Like, it's unbelievable what an ECU can do. I've said it so many times on this show, and it's not a sales pitch, and I'm not trying to make you guys spend $1,000 on an ECU, but, man, it has really opened my eyes of what electronics can do to a bigger bike and how much easier it is to ride. I can really open up my throttle earlier, similar to a KTM delivery, on this Yamaha because of this Get ECU. It's smoother, it's more connected to the rear wheel, and my bike feels more planted to the ground, all because of this electronic box. And I'm not even plugging in everything. I'm not doing all the Wi-Fi, comm box, and all. I'm just plugging in the ECU unit and giving me, and they gave me a base map, and that's what I've been riding with, and it it's unbelievable. I did not want to take it off, but they needed it because they're still working on some things. They're updating it, and yes, I do think it's worth the money. I do not know the exact MSRP, which I think is going to be around $1,000 to $1,100, but if you're looking for a smoother roll-on, broader power with more over-rev, you can imagine your YZ450 having more over-rev because they did add a longer cutoff on the new YZ, I think the Get adds another 200 RPM, which is, you wouldn't think that's much, but it is, and it really doesn't hurt reliability because I've ran the shit out of it on my bike in these deep conditions. Uh, I ran a Vortex last year on my 22YZ that was plus 250, so it had an extra 250 RPM on the cutoff, and I've had 85, 86 hours on my bike. Dude, unbelievable. So, the GET system is awesome. It will be great. They're having some new hardware put in. There's a new, whole new GET system that's coming out to the public here fairly shortly. Um, I think the Lawrence brothers are on that system right now. So these things that are 
getting raced are getting trickling, trickled down to us normal human beings that like to ride dirt bikes that get the benefit of what these guys are racing with on Saturday nights and Saturdays in the outdoor series. So it's awesome. Now let's talk about offset and chassis because uh, I got a lot of heat because of this chassis, and I was like, yeah, it's a little bit twitchy. I'm not that fond of it. I'll take a 22 over a 23. I've got some time on it, obviously, 72 hours. I appreciate where I'm at with this Yamaha. So I really wanted to push this triple clamp out a little bit. Stock is 22. I went to extra adrian at ride engineering has some 23.5s that i haven't tried yet but extra had their older clamp which the older clamp does work this was a 23 and 25 offset i tried a 23 loved it better planted coming down hills not as much side to side movement sure a little bit of cornering uh got taken away from me but i felt like this bike cornered well anyway so uh, I left my fork height around three millimeters, four millimeters with the 23 offset. Uh, and it was amazing. It really helps the planted feel of your Yamaha. I tried 20s, although better in some areas. Like for me, the footprint was a little bit better. The, the tire contact was better area one and area two. I just felt like that if I'm on the throttle and I chop it immediately coming into a corner, I got a little bit more of a wiggle, which I didn't like wasn't violent, just didn't give me that great warm feeling that I liked it with the 23. So, if you guys are looking for a little bit more planted feel, uh, X-Trig or Adrian over at Ride Engineering, they do have an offset. Yes, one millimeter of an offset change does make a difference. I tried a 25 offset. It was a little bit too lazy. Uh, Yamaha came with a 25 offset, I want to say... 2019, they had a 25 offset, and it we always end up going to a 22. So um, I just think a 25 is a little bit too much unless you're riding off-road. Some of you works guys that have this bike, maybe go to a 25 offset. I think that'll help you guys, especially when you're cutting across your chop on your fire roads that you're racing 80 miles an hour through. I think that will help. Um, but as of right now, I like the 23 millimeter offset more than the 22. That's the direction I would go. Now, as far as suspension, Ross and the gang have a great baseline setting they've used through me. And I've gone through a couple things with Yoshi and the guys over there. And the stock suspension, although good, when it breaks in, it, it moves a lot in the stroke, which you would think you would feel that a lot when you ride, but you don't. You sit on your bike. You ever sat? in your garage and then hopped on your bike and moved it, like hold the front brake and push down on it. You're like, holy shit, dude, my, my fork is so soft. Like there's no way I need a stiffer fork. That's kind of like the YZ450F, right? But when you ride it, there's not a lot of pitching. There is a little bit, but I would choose a little bit of a stiffer dampening setting. I'm 175 pounds. And Enzo created a setting where I got a little bit less pitching off throttle and some more comfort on that transition from on gas to off gas. So um, the guys over at Yamaha R&D were really good about trying not to let this rear end squat. We call that anti-squat, which the Yamaha last year had a shit ton of. You get on the throttle and it just would squat, and they were trying to get away from that. So the overall bike itself is quite a bit taller feeling which took me some time to get used to when I was cornering, leaning over in the corners, which I'm used to it now. So if you are coming off of an older Yamaha, which you felt like you were in that pocket of the seat, you felt lower, and then this is going to feel like you're on a skyscraper when you're going in the corners. Um, Enzo has created a setting where you can, we call it cut in the shock, right? You put a plate in there and, and you minus one or minus two millimeters on the shock, and that lowers the rear a little bit and balances out, especially when you're hauling ass into a corner off throttle. You don't get a lot of rear wheel bias pushing that front end. So um, Enzo has a setting. I'm not going to get to the specifics of it, but they do have a setting. And also Mark and the guys over at REP have a setting. I've never used Mark for KYB setting, and I wasn't expecting much. You know, And I, as a test rider, I try to... Just to be neutral and be like, okay, I'm not going to expect much. 
I'd rather be pleasantly surprised than lit down. But holy shit, man. He has done a great job with the suspension. I ride crappy, just beat-up tracks here and near my home. And I even had Travis Preston ride my bike, and he's like, dude, how many times have you tried this setting? I go, this is the first try. This is his first setting that he gave me. I'm like, he's like, wow, it's really good. Uh, the shock's a little firm, but, man, if I want to push, this bike is flat. It's stable, especially with my 23-millimeter offset. It is a really, really fun bike for me to ride right now. I get a lot of smiles when I ride this bike. I made a shit ton of turn tracks uh, when it was raining out here, and we found some conditions near my home that the dirt was like clay. So we had long ruts coming out, and it was very stable. Uh, cornering stability, you hear me talk about that once you're inside the rut, what the bike does. There's a lot of comfort within those choppy ruts. Um, Mark also, you know, cuts air quotes here, uh, puts a spacer in the shock to lower it a little bit to get you more balanced. And uh, we could run down the specifics of what he did, but um, from what I've seen in the parts list, it's not that much. So I think about $1,000 of parts for a revalve for the shock and the fork. And in, I've written some factory stuff lately that this REP stuff was better in areas. That's what blew me away. What's crazy, like in a factory world, if you want to know what factory suspension is like, if you said, hey, Kiefer, I'm going to put factory suspension on my bike, you won't like it. It's going to be stiff, rigid, shit. You're going to be like, oh, this sucks. Then you put your production stuff back on, you're like, oh, dude, there's so much comfort. But if you work with factory technicians and you have some factory bump sticks, and they work with you on it, what what happens is that performance level rises, right? So that's the sometimes the harshness or the stiff feeling that you get. That's performance. And then you got the comfort side. That's the plush side. That's the you're soaking up that small bump. Well what happens is in the factory world, the factory suspension, is those two things rise up together. In the normal sense of the word, a revalve for us normal consumers, we get better performance, but sometimes the comfort doesn't come up as equal as the performance does. So now we have better holdup, we have more comfort. I'm sorry, we have better holdup, we have less comfort. And now Mark has created this consumer setting that is eerily similar to some factory feeling that I've I've gotten lately, where the performance has gone up, but yet my comfort has come up as well. It's really, really crazy. Normally, like I said, you get some performance and you're like, oh, I'm going to have to deal with a little bit of less comfort in this area. Well, I felt like there was no loss of comfort in any area of these tracks that I tested on, but I've gained performance. So there is consumer revalve parts that have advanced that can make you feel almost as good as factory stuff. Just because it isn't as shiny and and gold or blue, whatever the hell you guys are, you know, coating your your forks and your shock, it still works good. Like I said, I have buddies that love the looks and could give, I don't, I don't want to say give two shits, but could give one shit about how it performs. I'm the opposite. I could give three shits about how it looks as long as it performs awesome. So, uh. For me, Mark and the guys have a great setting. So if you're looking for a setting for your KYB stuff, those are the two boys that I would look into right now. Those are the guys that have seemed to figured it out so far on this chassis. Um, chain guide is different than a 22, just FYI. Uh, Rocky Mountain had a couple. I bought them. Sorry, guys. I bought the last two. <laughs> but the chain guide... Plastic piece is different than your 22. So I try to mount up a 22 plastic because I noticed my chain ate through it. And lo and behold, it's different. So you will have to order a 23 chain guide piece. Rocky Mountain should have them back in stock. I apologize for buying the last two, but they should have them back in stock. Those are the things that I've gone through. I haven't really gone through anything else. I've been a shifter uh, in a crash that I was racing in Mesquite. Um, the wheels hold up extremely well for stock wheels. I'm a big, I'm a big believer in Yamaha wheels. 
I've had great luck with stock hubs and stock hoops. If it was me and I want to build a wheel, I would say, okay, let me go get um, Excel uh, Takasagos because they have a nice color blue and use a stock hub with stock spokes. Or stock hub, go to a DID STX rim and then stock spokes. But Yamaha offers complete wheel builds. You can go on Rocky Mountain. You can click on it. It's like 600 bucks for a, a rear wheel, which is everything on it. Sprocket, disc, spokes, everything's mounted up, ready to go. You get a complete wheel, which is crazy. And, and for me, I like the stock wheels. I like the feel of it, the comfort. I'm not getting any more rigidity. I know what I'm getting. They're long-lasting. I have 75 or 72 hours on this bike. And, yes, they're a little bit oblong, but they're not blown out. Uh, I didn't lose any spokes. Way better than KTM spokes. So that is great news for you Yamaha owners. And uh, I could really neither here nor there on the front brake on the Yamaha. So go on my website. I put a KTM modded uh, brake on my Yamaha. So you will see a Brembo Master on my front brake and then an older caliper. It's off a 2007 YZ caliper because the piston size was different. So the combo of the older Brembo Master and then the older YZ Caliper is amazing. That's the Dubok trick. I didn't believe in it until I did it, and now I'm hooked. Uh, way more control, way more power, not as touchy, not as grabby. I like the older KTM lever. I've grown to love that. All of the part numbers that you need are over on keyforingtesting.com. In the search bar, over on my website, just simply put... Brembo system for YZ, that test will pop up. All the part numbers will be laid out. And then you can simply go to a 2007 KTM 450 on Rocky Mountains uh, Microfish. Okay? And look up the, uh, sorry, 2007 YZ 450 caliper on the Microfish. And then you can go to, uh, I want to say it's, I think it's even a 2007 KTM 450 on the Master. So that's how old it is, but it works great. But the part number's there on my website. You can try it, do it, and uh, see what you like. So all in all, man, this bike's been a great bike. Kudos to the guys over at Yamaha. Sometimes it takes me a little while to warm up. As much as I've ridden the Yamaha, sometimes when I hop on a new Yamaha, I'm like, I did this a while ago on... Uh, when Yamaha had their update for the, was it, 20, 2020 bike? They updated it, and I wasn't too crazy on it back then. So takes me a little while. I like to play with things, and then you can totally listen to my whole evolution of my podcast, of how I grow to like things. Uh, Kawasaki, another one. You listen to some of the Kawasaki podcasts. I'm like not really stoked on things, and then I ride the Kawasaki with some different suspension, and... And some engine mounts, and I'm like, oh, that's uh, why don't I ride this bike more? You know, so um, there's a lot of evolution along with these bikes, and that's part of testing. That's why I do it, so you guys don't have to. You can just go fucking ride your dirt bike and not have to do all this shit that I'm doing over here, which is fun, but it's a lot of work. I'm getting old too, by the way. I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do this when I'm 60. It's too much riding. It's gonna be crazy. Uh, I have to do something different. I don't know what. I don't know if you guys got your own business out there and need some help for a 60-year-old. I might be your guy. <laughs> um, past that, it's been great, guys. Uh, the plastic should start trickling in. Um, if you guys aren't going to get uh, Polysport, they do have the new plastic ready to go. So you can go to Polysport and check that out. Uh, if you're an OEM guy, that's starting to trickle in as well. The OEM plastic will be available on Rocky Mountain. You can check that out. Um, but, man, it's, it's been a great ride for me. I've been using, um, I want to talk about oil. Um, I've been using blood, um, Barracuda, Scorpion blood, 1040, synthetic. Um, at times, I will go back to a straight petroleum premium blend, 1040 Maxima. Uh, they have a petroleum premium 1040 that's good for clutches. Although the blood has been really good on my clutch, so... You guys want a discount on a case of blood? Um, hit me up. 
and I can get you uh, a case of blood for 25% off, which is it's a, it's a pretty good discount. And uh, that's all I got, man. So 72 hours living with this YZ450. I don't think any other media has that much time on their bike. Um, so I feel like I've gotten to know this bike a lot. It's ins and outs. And um, if you guys want to know a little bit more about your setup, I'm happy to help you guys. Chris at KieferIncTesting.com. But these are all my bullet points that I have on my notepad right here to let you guys know about, and uh, that's it, man. It's it's been a it's been a fun time with this machine and trying to get up to 100 hours on this thing um, and see where we go. Hopefully, um, we've had some good luck the last 30 or so hours. Um, it has starting to feel a little bit um, looser. Um, my other bike that I bought, I think has 15 hours on it. It feels a lot better to me when I get back on that bike. I'm like, Ooh, this bike feels awesome. So it's a little bit stretched out. I am still on stock gearing. I'm using a DID ERT three chain. Um, I just simply buy 120 link. I cut to my desired length and I'm still on a 1349. I've tried different gearing, 1452, 1453, but I'm always going back to 1349, Especially with the muffler and the get ECU, you will not need a 1452 or 53. That is more based on chassis feel. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about chassis and some things you can purchase if you want to spend some money. Uh, I know there's a different older swing arm out there on a YZ that you can bolt onto this this frame that will help you a little bit more stability. We can talk about that at a later time, but I don't think I'm ready to really push that Yet on you guys, that's that's a $900 purchase, and I don't know if it's actually going to be beneficial uh, for you guys to spend that money on that that swing arm. So um, look for more information over on KieferIncTesting.com. Support the advertisers that support this show. They keep us up and moving around and uh, loving life on dirt bikes. Heather at KieferIncTesting if you want some merch. Please buy some merch. Show your love for us. Uh, we love seeing you guys wearing your hoodies, your T-shirts out there. It does actually help us um, with a little bit of money. You know, we don't we don't ask for anything over here. Our website is free. Um, our emails, you know, I spend a lot of time on emails. That that's also takes up a big chunk of my time. We don't charge you guys, so uh, we just ask you to spend some money on some merch and um, wear that proudly around wherever you live at the track too. So um, thank you guys for doing that. And uh, we'll see you next week. We'll be back more with some, uh, what are we doing next week? Oh, it's a surprise. That's right. We have something really cool for you guys next week that I like. A little bit off the beaten path. Maybe not moto related, but I think some of you off-road guys will like it. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Should be fun. Next week, probably around Wednesday. Usually these shows drop around Tuesday, Wednesday. So look for that up next Wednesday, and we'll see you next week. See you guys.